to show. What's going on, everybody? It is Dante again with another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And this is going to be a fun and special episode because I started doing this about a year ago. And my first guest was a good friend and teammate of mine, Coach Mark. And it just so happened that we were talking. We wanted to watch some UFC fights. We wanted to sit down and talk. I was like, why don't we record it? Fuck it. Let's do it. So the one-year anniversary episode is going to be me and Coach Mark. I guess maybe this is a thing, get them on here once once a year. Like, that, that, that seems fair. But my guest this episode is going to be Coach Mark. So welcome back, homie. What's up? Wow, I can't believe it's been a year. And ironically, I, we didn't even plan this. That's, a, that's <laughs> the crazy part. We didn't even plan this. So it was in my head, but then I was like, nah, I don't know. I, I, didn't, like, I didn't have an ideal for one year yeah, yeah. episode. People were like, do something big and special. Do a blowout. I was like, yeah, that's not me. Like, like, special to me is like shit like this. It's like, dude, yeah. you were on the first episode. That sounds so bad. Not because of you, because I knew what the fuck I was doing. And we used my phone, and now here you are with microphones. I know. Like, holy shit, technology. So, yeah, it definitely wasn't part of the plan, but it worked out. So, I'm glad, I'm glad, glad you're back on. I'm glad we're yeah, going to watch some fights and talk about them. I just think it's crazy that, like, this is something we always do all the time, but it's just now into an episode where we could actually, like, review and, like, look at things and, like, oh. And compared to today's, like, standards, too, like, that's the big yeah. thing. This that's what's so special about this uh this episode is because we're using look, what was it one through ten yeah we got some fights and like now we're gonna compare it to like the fights now and how everything's just changed it's I'm excited I mean even with us training too just that comparison because when you look at like mm-hmm. yep. you know you look at just how things were in the OEO scenes you you think it's like holy shit that's what password like that was a sweep that was a <laughs> yeah pass. like holy shit that that's mount like. Okay, that, that that's what we're doing because that's not what I was taught. So, yeah, and like more often than not, we're having these discussions in in Messenger for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like I, I can go back and read. Actually, after the Connor fight, all our discussions points were my notes for the Colompton <laughs> episode. So I'm sitting there like on my notepad, like actually writing what I could just read from my fucking phone, but like writing them out. Yeah. And then when we sat down to talk, the only actual notes I didn't take from our discussion were the uh, strikes. Yeah. Like like the strike count and um, uh, the count. stats and whatnot. I went back and saw the count after the fact and then went back and just kind of rewatched it myself. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. All right, all right I get it now. But otherwise, yeah, all, all our discussion points were notes for uh, another – podcast so this is what we do so um the first fight that we're watching and what we're going to do as this goes through is we're going to watch an old fight and we're just going to come back and kind of discuss it so we've already watched the first fight on our um, docket which was ken shamrock versus hoist gracie from ufc one and some interesting points here uh just interesting fight to say the least it is, it, especially the opening part of this fight. Kind of, 
it's interesting because he starts off with a kick, goes down for a shot, but by it, it was interesting for me because originally I started Muay Thai, and usually that kind of move works if you throw a knee behind it, grab someone's you know post on them or grab them, and then you know bring them down towards the knee. But then he went for a shot, and I was just like, wait, <laughs> what, what? I think Ken even felt that way because he sprawled and was like, okay. he sprawled, and like that's that's crazy that kind of shot on he's. I mean, his wrestling was great, like, the first, I guess, what, like, one-third of that fight, you know, he got the, was it, he got an underhook mm-hmm. right away, got, uh, like, chucked Hoist over, um, took an angle, pinned him up against the cage. That was all pretty solid, honestly, as a wrestler. I think, you know, kind of a point that we were discussing before we started recording is there's no pressure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because it's like he so he had that loose. he had the move. He chucked him over, and yeah, it was just super loose. You you see all that space, and I was like, yeah. And Hoist was like, all right, well, fine. I'm just gonna pop out of this. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that pressure on a black belt is not. It's nothing for them. It's no. literally nothing. No, and even with Hoist's pressure though too, because Hoist then ended up in mount, and it wasn't like you know Ken got his leg in there, but it wasn't like. He was trying to do a weird like toss. I swear, like it was an old one of those old WWE throws into the ropes. So he did say in the post fight when Hoist had him uh, towards the end for the finish, mm-hmm. he said he was going for a leg. So I'm wondering if he was trying to like hoist him up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then get under him to get a leg for uh, some kind of a leg lock, yeah. maybe. Because I don't like I know I looked through some of these and you know saw a couple leg locks in the later UFCs like like nine and ten mm-hmm. but i don't recall seeing anything in the first couple i don't think he was too too hip on that yet because mm-hmm. i mean everything right now seems very traditional especially like this being the beginning everyone's sticking to their designated style of taekwondo yeah shoot fighting wrestling um boxing mm-hmm. no one's really known about any move set so this is very special because it's literally like laying the foundation of all right there are these separate types of styles and now we're all combining them and it gradually grows, which I think is very amazing. Because now you see, like, how people are now. Like, everything yeah. is just... Everyone's so worried about, like, different variables of, like, oh, he's going to go for a shoot, or he's going to go for, like, uh, like certain, like, combos that don't normally work together in their respective sports, but they do here. So... Well, that's one of those interesting things with the first... I would say the first two UFCs, because yeah, by the yeah. third one, it, it started really mixed yeah. up. But the first two, Cam- it's like, yeah. if you come in, you say, I'm a karate guy. You straight karate. Yeah. You know, you say, and it's funny because, like, sometimes you'll see jiu-jitsu, then you'll see for another fighter, they'll say grappling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, won't say, they won't say wrestling. They won't say, you know, sambo. They'll just say grappling. And I'm like, okay, that's what we're doing. Y'all don't even give a fuck about that guy's name. I will say by UFC three, like past three, like I remember watching Dan Stephen versus uh, Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock was throwing knees while having tied up in a, a wrestling grips. That I find very, that was that was very special to me because it's like oh he's throwing throwing all those different things instead of just like trying to go for shots and. I think so. Ken Shamrock was one of the ones that started really mixing things yeah. up because he, he's uh, um, a, a shoot fighter, so. You know, it's like he's got elements of wrestling in there and striking mm-hmm. and stuff. So for him, it was business as usual. It's just trying to figure out some of these other things. And I think by UFC 3, if I recall, 
it might have been the second one. It was still one of these earlier ones. They said that he went and started learning jujitsu because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he that that was his downfall. Because I mean, if we go to the finish here with um, he and Hoist Gracie, yeah, yeah, I mean, basically Hoist gets his kind not really a full back, but he's behind him and just sinks the right arm under, yeah, and gets gets a rear naked choke essentially, but. And Ken, you know, he, he didn't know what the fuck to do there. No, he didn't. He gave his back up, not really thinking. Because, you know, just the old school, like, wrestlers, period. Mm-hmm. They're like, don't pin me. Here, take my back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's also, like, understanding, like, the danger of certain, certain things. Like, for example, yeah, I know what a rear naked choke hold is, but I don't know the degree the, the uh, degree of threat. So maybe, like, he like because in a post uh, interview, he was like, you know, I didn't protect my neck. It was like, no shit, you got choked. If you wouldn't been hip with the actual, like, technicalities of the move then you wouldn't have got choked you would have guarded your neck you would have known like there's certain moves that that's that's very common in like brazilian jiu-jitsu but he was not hip with like understanding like the concept of a rear naked choke maybe he knows of it but i don't think he understood like yeah how to really defend it that well he may not have known like what's actually the you know the focal point of it it's like this is a choke but what's this choke doing i mean like you watch any old school movie or even fucking current movies somebody goes for a choke and i always say when, when i'm watching a movie with my wife and somebody just you know puts their hand on someone's oh neck God, i'm like i hate watching like movies and yeah it's like look at that bitch ass choke and you know it's like and, and the same thing though if somebody gets like uh what's dexter yeah, yeah there's yeah, a season yeah. of dexter actually dexter does it too there, there's a few times he'll get behind somebody and it's like that's that choke is not doing anything to anybody mm-hmm. but for the person who's not well versed they're panicking, and I think that's probably what happened with Ken Shamrock. It's yeah, like, yeah. okay, he's he's got a choke on me, like shit. Like, let me just go ahead and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't know if you, you know, well, you know, it's hard to say because you know we can't. The angle is kind of bad, but yeah, you you get to see a clear moment where um, Hoist kind of like feeds that arm all the way through, or kind of uh, swims that arm through and kind of just tightens up behind his head. Mm-hmm. What I find very interesting about it is the um. He has like a weird hook on the leg, but it's it's from an interesting position because they're both parallel to each other, and he was still able to get that. that. So I think that's where Ken was saying he was going for a leg in the yeah, post fight. Yeah. He was saying he, he was like asking him like what's going on. Also, I don't know that Ken knew what the fuck was going on. I don't know if he knew <laughs> he if, what he was it. doing, but he said he was going for a leg. Mm-hmm. And again, we can't really see this angle because I don't like just where it's paused. That it's like all right, I don't know what's where, but. You know, yeah, it, it is a very bizarre angle. Yeah. So, I I couldn't tell you, but again, he he you know fished the arm through, and at first it looked weird. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah that doesn't would, look right. I thought he choked him with his gear. Did some sort of like yeah. maybe like clock choke or something or because he had the positioning looked like okay, yeah. he's going for a clock choke. All right, that's cool. I was like, well, wait a minute. Ken doesn't have on a gee for a clock show. <laughs> so how'd he do it? Did he use his own lapel? So, yeah, that's what I was like. Maybe use, like, I don't know. I'm not a black belt. Were they allowed to use their lapel? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Their own lapel. Yeah. Because uh, I, I remember they could pull hair. You could punch him in the nuts, do all the fancy oh, stuff. That shit was wild. Like, the only <laughs> thing you couldn't do was, like, eye gouge and fish hook. And you couldn't bite. But you could punch a dude in the nuts and pull hair. Who was it? The guy? What's his name from Austin Powers? The one that throws the shoe. Um, he got punched in the nut like fifty. Times. Yeah, it was like yo. Know, in a weird banana. Yeah, he's just sitting there getting punched in the nuts, and I'm looking like yo. 
what I guess he's got all the kids that he need because he's clearly not using those boys anymore. He was t- he was honestly taking it like, yo, God, yo, thinking about this <laughs> making my stomach hurt. Oh. And then I think there's two other fighters. They came to an agreement before the fight. Hey, you don't pull my hair, I won't pull your hair. Yeah, it was like, all right, gentlemen's gentlemen's agreement. Fair enough. You know, good for them being good sports because. You know, I'm from Detroit. I'll say I'm not going to pull your hair, but I'm going to pull I mean, your hair and kick you in the dick. Hoist, uh, hoist, didn't he pull Kimo's hair? Yes. Yeah, he pulled by the ponytail. Yeah, like, I thought he ripped it off. He was like, fuck your hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to win. Imagine if that was Hickson. Like, they couldn't control Hickson. Hickson was fucking everybody up. <laughs> like, damn, that, wow. How see, different this, would that have been? This is why people wanted to learn the Gracie styles, because the way Hoist was using it was practically, it was, it was street fighting. Yeah. Right? I mean, this whole thing is technically... Um, structured street fighting so he's using every he's utilizing everything he can he's using the hair mm-hmm. using his own gi everything I mean fuck if I'm on the street and I'm wearing a nice sports coat best believe I might try to lapel choke someone with it but it's always funny when people talk about gi versus no gi and it's like well you're not wearing a gi in the street so yeah but people do wear clothes kind of feel like if you got on a shirt I can choke you yeah, with it if you, if you got a button up best believe I'm tossing your ass yeah something like bad things will happen like if you're if we're just at the beach you know wearing shorts and, and a t-shirt might have a little bit more trouble but just a little bit yeah Unless just I'm a little bit but but if like if I see you've got on a, a winter coat oh my stars and garters <laughs> that's what's happening to you today buddy yeah you're getting tossed and then once you get tossed I'm going to choke you with your coat it's going to Can be embarrassing. Can you imagine doing like, I don't even know, like a bow and arrow <clears throat> choke on someone with oh like a $1,000 dollar coat. <laughs> like I would, that there, would be like pure gold for that me. That would probably be the proudest moment of my life. That would be the happiest moment. And I, I, I'm a father and my daughter was born. I was there and I saw it. <laughs> I was pretty happy about that. But if I bow and arrow somebody and they got on a fancy ass coat, I, that's some shit I would brag about. All I, I would go to Thanksgiving. Every time we sit down, so Jake, how you doing? How, how how's life been? This, this my sister always asks me the same question. How are things? Yeah, so I born there old choked the dude, you know, the fucking pea pea coat or some bullshit. I don't know. But I fucking choked him with it. Shit was great. Yeah, you told me that last Thanksgiving. I'm gonna tell you next Thanksgiving too. Okay. <laughs> you're choking someone out, you should have someone say, hey, take out your phone, record this. <laughs> record it. I mean, it's gold. It literally is like it it's so crazy. You're saying I know it. We're, we're, you're seeing so many people utilize jiu-jitsu as like defense like i remember watching on youtube this one black belt had to chase down this guy who went into his house and he got him in like a i think it was a triangle he got him in a triangle mm-hmm. and got him and he knocked him out like he basically choked him out but and was able to get the police to come and um but then it's just like that shit's practical though yeah i mean there's a lot of jiu-jitsu that <clears throat> You know, you can use for just straight self-defense, period. Yeah. And just with MMA being what it is and where it is now and just being readily available to people, whether it be ESPN, YouTube, fucking Showtime, everywhere. Yeah. Like MMA is everywhere now. You know, people know. But that's the thing now, too. We train and, you oh know. Gosh, it gets annoying. <laughs> the casual. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, more yeah, there, there's a, you know, there's just that, that thing now where guys think, well, I watch UFC, you know, you know, I know a thing or two is like, okay. I mean, I used to be that guy too. I watch UFC as well. Mm-hmm. I know what an arm bar is, but I didn't know the mechanics of an arm bar. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't, I remember 
being at a friend's house and me and Sarah sitting in a living room. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I don't care, to be quite honest. But I remember I'm sitting there like quiet and I'm like staring and like contemplating shit. And I was thinking about like arm bars because yeah. I didn't understand it. And I was like, how the fuck does that hurt? So I interrupted the conversation. I was like, here, Sarah, come here, come here, come here. Lay on the floor with me. I want you to take my arm between your legs. Now, I want you to grab onto my wrist, and I want you to lightly thrust your hips up. And she she had it right, like, you know, the yeah, thumb yeah. pointed up. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why it hurts. <laughs> and then that's when I, this was like. You're understanding, though, the mechanics. Yeah, like I was trying, because I'm sitting there like, I was sitting there for a good, I want to say maybe nine, mm-hmm. 12 minutes. It was like. It was like me sitting there quiet, just staring, trying yeah. to figure this out. Because, like I said, I don't know what they're fucking... They talk about vasectomies. I don't fucking know. It's <laughs> fucking dumb shit. Shit that I don't care about. I'm like, because, look, if, if shit goes down, I might got to repopulate the earth. I'm not getting cut. <laughs> Fuck all that. But, um, but, you know, a lot of people now look at MMA and think, oh, well, I know, you know, how to fight because I watch UFC. It's like, well, you don't, though. Especially if, like, let's say... We're at the beach and a scuffle happens and some guy's trying to fucking, I don't know, he's trying to triangle me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, first off, good luck. I might have I might have actually put myself in the triangle just because I know you can't. So good luck with that, number one. But number two, once I'm out of this shit, I'm going to fucking hill hook you because <laughs> you're a dummy. But I don't know. It's just like that shit that you see now. Mm-hmm. You know, and again... Back then, when this was going on, compared to now, when this was going on, back then it was just it was yeah. human cockfighting. Yeah, yeah. Like now, it's a legitimate sport. People watch it. Like fuck, my grandma knows what this shit is now. You know, it's like, you know, when you look back at the old days of MMA, the old UFC is just as we're looking at two strikers, quote unquote, go and they're just flailing. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, are you serious? Like this. I'm glad it worked out because we have what we have now because of two guys flailing at each other. Yeah. And, you know. But no, you're right. Everyone looks at the the sport and they think like, oh, I see what they're doing. So I could technically I could do that, too. It's like, no, your body's different from them. Their bodies are trained to do that. Your body's unfamiliar with those movements. So you can't say, you know, what you're doing unless you again, you practice repetition and you also need like proper coaching. You can't be like, oh yeah, I can see how they got that rare naked, uh, rear naked chokehold. You know, all you gotta do is just take their back. It's like, yeah, I mean, you make the the concept sound easy, but it's not like it's not. There's someone resisting. There's someone who who very sporadic. And even even if they don't know what they're doing, that to be honest, sometimes make them more dangerous, unpredictable. Yeah. Like for mm-hmm. me, training white belts scare the hell out of me. I don't know if they're going to like do a front flip, pull some um, crazy shit like a cartwheel pass that they just saw one time and then mm-hmm. land on the wall. Then coach is going to shout at me for busting his wall. So I don't like I don't know. That's that's actually even more scarier. White belt and coach shouting at me about busting the wall. Like, um, in one of our recent classes, we had in the uh, fundamentals class, which the numbers in that class is fucking bonkers oh yeah there's yeah, so no many beat. people in no there beat and it looked like you hit 40 and i was like just like ah it's uh, like there's no room for coach mark anyway. like yeah it's like i look at this like i don't know that i should be here because i just want to get some training in but there's so many Dude, people last Nogi, like it was it yesterday that yeah. was, that was a 
Yeah, yeah, it, it was fucking bonkers, but you know, good though. You know, yeah. good for you know the attendance, yeah, yeah, learning. But we had um, there are three wrestlers. Uh, I don't know if they're wrestlers, but there are three dudes that are super athletic. Yeah, I think they're they're either wrestlers or I think they are. I saw them, <clears throat> and and I can't wait. <laughs> like, like there's just that that's the ego in me. So I'm like, ooh, like please, like I know I'm gonna get fucked up, but I got something for that ass. But <laughs> but you know, I know they're young. They're like in their early twenties. They're, they're and, explosive. And, they got energy. I only have coffee in me. Like <laughs> By the end of the day, yeah, I'm like fueled off of like maybe a Red Bull and a coffee and probably Seriously. an apple. Kids <laughs> these days, man. They, they're, they're, they're explosive. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, that's the thing, too, with kids training these days, too. They're starting younger. Yeah. You know, they, I started at what, fucking 38, maybe? Oh. Something like yeah. that. I don't fucking, that seems like the right number. We're going to go with 38. <laughs> But um, I started at their age. I started when I was 23, 22, as a, you know, doing kickboxing. And yeah. But now, like, I calm down so much because it's like, you know, once you get your ass whipped so many times in the practice room, <clears throat> it's like. Even when I first started, like, you know, I was white belt, so I was scrappy, scrambling. So yeah. I would get, it wasn't so much that I would get paired up with Joe. Like, I like going with Joe because I yeah. knew this is a young guy with a lot of energy, too. We're just going to, we're going to have a war. Joe was scrappy. And was this dude fucking baby crawled away from me once. And I was like, what the fuck did I just see? But he baby crawled away and it worked. I was like, I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, holy shit. I mean, it wasn't like he was running. It was like he had to, you know, get to even ground now and like yeah, figure yeah. it out. I was like, I didn't know how to take that. But it, you know, seeing these younger guys come in now. You know, and probably haven't watched some some MMA, whether it be PFL, Bellator, One, UFC, whatever it may be. You know, they have a working knowledge, and now you put them in there to start working and training. Yeah. I mean, even the dude that I work with on Sundays, which it's been, been a while. I don't even know if I want to do it anymore. It's just been so long. It's like, dude, I'm tired. I've been enjoying that sleeping on Sundays. Like, fuck, it's so good. But um, even work with him like early on. You know, he would talk about UFC and stuff he would see. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's just not, you know, there are details to this. And his go-to is always he wanted to go for the arm bar. He loved going for an arm bar. I was like, all right, have fun. I got little arms. So, <laughs> good luck. And, oh, you're trying to choke me too? Okay. Like, look, buddy, you best go for the leg because that's the <laughs> only thing that you've got going for you right now. You, you go for a Kimura, I got flexible shoulders, and I'm a little dumb. <laughs> you go for the arm, it's too short, you're not going to get it. You go for the neck, I got a short, stubby neck. You ain't got no neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you look at my leg, it's like, well, that leg is dangling there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, that's your best bet. But he, he actually did go for a straight ankle lock on me once. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious? People have been trying to go for ankle locks on me lately. And I've been, uh, ever since I watched Gordon Ryan, I think it was maybe 2019 ADCC, and he, mm. everyone who tried to, like, heel hook him, ankle lock him, all he did was just take their back. That's literally all I've been doing against that because it's free. It's like, if they, if you could get past <clears throat> that and, like, yeah. change that angle, so done. Yeah. It's funny because I remember you were uh, telling me about that, and it, it didn't make sense to me. Then. So I was like, Oh. <laughs> Especially if they don't have any like 
no, there's no like knee reap. There's nothing there to mm-hmm. like really prevent you from from yeah. taking. It. It's like it's so free. Yeah, like, there's like, like no shielding or anything. It's just like. So why are you gonna do the ankle lock if you're just gonna let me like go past you? I mean, and honestly, even like the the screen's still frozen here on this pause. Like that's almost kind of like looking at that right there. If Shamrock was actually going for a leg lock, yeah, that's almost kind of in that same principle. There, it's like mm-hmm. okay, you're going for the leg, but like everything is exposed now. Yeah, yeah he so just he right gave it up. back. He gave yeah. it back. So uh, any more uh, comments here on? Uh, nothing for me like it just it was it's nice to see these early on fights you get to see how scrappy everyone is you kind of see like different styles and like what are their flaws you know i mean like obviously jiu-jitsu was very dominant back then it still is till this very day honestly without a doubt but you could tell that like there was a there's a there's um how can i put it you can see that you're going to tell, like, you get to just tell, like, what's going to progress into the dominant area mm-hmm. of the sport. So, no, I, I think this was a pretty good example, even regardless of wrestling. Um, Hoy still, like, managed to, like, finish out his opponents every single fucking time. I mean, like, we'll get to a, a later fight, you know, but, you know, there's some other points to that as well. But, um, so, that was uh, UFC 1. Ken Shamrock versus Hoist Gracie. Semifinals. Yeah, uh, the second semifinal match. So, you know, those are our details there. And we're going to get you some more details in just one sec. All right. Let's see here. All right. So the next fight for funsies as we're kind of skimming through on UFC 3, we came across Emmanuel uh, Yarbo versus Keith Hackney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is the first fight on UFC 3's yep. tournament. And let's see here. Yar- Emmanuel Yarbo is a uh, 600. Six, 616. Dude, this guy, like what you said. What you, what you this said. motherfucker definitely missed weight. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even try. He, he, he definitely showed up to the wrong competition. I think dude. Keith Hackney was 200 pounds. Yeah, 200. He's giving up 400. Yep. He <laughs> gave up 400 to fight this dude. That's wild. And uh, Yarbo is a sumo, and Hackney is karate. And yeah, like Kempo karate. Yeah, yeah. Let me just tell you. Oh, my gosh. Like, when when you see these two in the cage, like, square up, you look at it like, yo, what is he going to do to this guy? Oh, my gosh. And then he hits him. He <laughs> <laughs> literally just goes with, like, the most <laughs> predictable overhand and just, like, knocks him flat on his but I don't. I don't think Yarbrough could could block it though, because his arms no. don't move. Arm probably weighs like two hundred pounds. <laughs> like he tried to lift his arm fast enough. Like he threw a, a, a kick to the thigh. I think it was the thigh or the knee. I don't. We don't know. It's upsetting because Hackney could have definitely. Oh, oh, goddamn! <laughs> it's just the way that he fell down. It was like, damn. Why would you try to push him? Like just, just kick him in the face or yeah, something. Yeah, he's already down. Just throw a knee to the face. Oh my gosh! You know the rules ain't like it. Like Back it is the head now. Is not a thing. <laughs> yeah. You, the only thing him. you can't do is you can't bite him. Why would you try to sumo wrestle a sumo wrestler who just pushed you? <laughs> he literally did. He if this was sumo, he won the match because he pushed yeah. him right out the ring. Yeah, he literally pushed him right out the ring. I, like That's yo, all. that that tank top is done, son. Get rid of it. That's all Emmanuel knows. Pushing him out the <laughs> ring. He's a sumo. That's all. Yeah, like I was, I was wondering, like, what is he gonna do? Is he gonna throw a punch? Because I don't think he can. I think he just signed up uh, thinking I'm big. I'm gonna eat this dude. And. 
That I mean, he's got his hands up like he's ready to throw a punch. Man, those hands are. He ain't got no reach. He's got like TX, T-Rex arms right now. Look at that. It's just. <laughs> I don't think his arms can stretch out. Oh, look. He went for another. It's so crazy because they, they, they talk about like, oh, I'm, I'm a karate specialist. And then they throw like the sloppiest overhand over and over again. Yeah. The, it's, side, it's, the sidekicks though. Like, look. You see that? that? You know, that, that. Like, he like cranks back. Oh, you know what he is good at? Running. Mm-hmm. Track star, son. I mean. No. I mean, yeah, this is one. This is a weird fight because it's like, what do you even do? I mean, you do that. that. You, you keep beating the shit out of him. But that first punch that he threw and then he just ran up on him. He's like, no, don't run up close to him. He's still there. Like, even now, it's like, yo, throw a kick. Why is the ref letting this happen? It's clearly behind the neck, behind the head. Yeah, but that's not the rules, though. You can do all I that. Just, yeah, I know. You can I do just, all that back in the day. I just, for me, I'm, I guess I'm speaking out loud, but it's just so... It's like, yeah, there you go. At, at this point, yeah. you know, he, he's throwing the punches. It's like, like a Dragon Ball Z character. His shirt is ripped <laughs> off by the end of the match. <laughs> it's literally. I, I wonder if he's going to show up to the next fight with a new shirt. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope so, too. It's he, like, you see his fist is like busted wide yeah. open. Yeah. That's why I was like, throw a kick, dude. Why are you punching him? Like, kick that dude in the face. This man is missing some I, teeth. I think, I think Yarbrough's chewing gum. Or eating something. Oh my gosh! If yeah. I got, I if I got caught pocket. chewing gum on the mat, yeah, I'd be sent home for the whole week. If I caught myself chewing gum on the mat, I would just leave. I was like, "Yo, what am I doing?" Admittedly, I was teaching <clears throat> class, and then I took a nogi class chewing gum. I got in so much trouble. I was like, "What?" I'm like, feeling cool. I know that I've chewed gum before. Um, I had to have done it. Because <laughs> Sarah buys me gum all the time. That they, they, I chew gum, like just nonstop. I haven't, I haven't had any gum in a while. Just because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why, but she'll buy me like the Trident, like fucking purple pack. I don't know. If, I don't know what it is. It's supposed to be grape as racist, <laughs> but you know. But um, but no, I would always chew gum. So I had to at some point walked onto the mat with gum. I had to. But I don't do it now. So I ain't getting yelled at. So real quick, theoretically, all right, from your perspective, what could have been done against this 600-pound man like, to just make the fight go by faster? Because like, obviously he clipped him with the overhand, right? So this guy <clears throat> doesn't have a chin. Oh. Yeah. So that first overhand that he rocked him with, because, I mean, he came in, obvious as anything, hit him with it, and he fell back. From that point, so he ran up and pushed on him, pushed and, on, and started why? like why? started trying to throw like throw more shots. It's like your karate dude, kick him, yeah, kick him. He, he's down, he's on all fours, and you know in today's rules you can't do that, but back then and that uh, shit was part of the game. Not punches. punt him, yeah. I like, but I mean they showed a clip where it happened. Like I, I forgot which fight with that what that was. So yeah, it was it was from uh, the first UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with the uh, Samoan dude. Yeah, it was like, why didn't you do that again? You clipped him. He's on it. He's literally on off or he's tabletop right there. Yeah, just just go to throw him. that kick. And the thing is, the only kicks that he threw were uh, side, side kick. kicks to the thigh. Right. That I'm okay with. I like side kicks, but they have to be at specific areas, like obviously to. The liver or the solar mm-hmm. plexus or even to the face. I think sometimes sidekicks to the leg are kind of useless. I, I think 
I don't know. Maybe if you're styling and like maybe someone's about to throw a roundhouse kick, you could do it. <laughs> but I'm not. It's not. I don't know. It wasn't viable to me. Um, I'm surprised you didn't throw any like leg kicks. Yeah. So it's funny how leg kicks are the new thing. Okay. Returning new thing, thing, I should say. I mean, Jose Aldo and, was popular with it. Um, but there was a, was it, there was a few of these earlier UFCs I saw leg kicks coming in and it wasn't like just like a distraction kick. They yeah, were like actual they weapons. Were people up. I was like, oh shit. So, you know, but you know, things go in cycles. Yeah. So it's like, oh, these leg kicks, this is a new thing. The calf kicks are new. It was like, well, no, I mean, they're just returning. People yeah. were doing them before, but you know, things fall out of style. It's mm-hmm. like, but also, I mean, now we're seeing you know injuries coming with those things, so they're probably about to fall out of style again. I mean, honestly, with a proper kick, I don't think they're bad. You just no. my big thing is you could do leg kicks. <clears throat> just don't snap your kicks too much mm-hmm. or at all. If you're gonna kick someone in the leg, turn your hips. I mean, pure fundamentals. It's like I don't know a lot about striking. The only striking I actually know is from um, from you and Joe. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and that's the one thing is like you know throwing any kind of kick, you know, open your hips. Yeah, and it's like that. Like that's probably the only thing I know. Is <laughs> like I mean, it's it's pure, throwing a kick. It's pure like in any combat sport, the hips are such are they're they're the power makers, right? Even mm-hmm. in in grappling, you know, yep. hips control a lot. So, but. I don't know. I guess back then people were like into snapping kicks, but and theoretically they're still viable. Like for example, the popular question mark kick. It's it's technically a snapping kick, right? Yes. Yeah. You're snapping everything. You're turning thing everything over. You're utilizing your knee to turn that kick over, right? And you're snapping at last minute to to go for the head, right? But I don't know. I just but snap kicks to the leg. It's just no bueno for me. It's also when you're looking at the injuries coming with the leg kicks now, and to be fair with the leg kicks, I mean, Anderson Silva, obviously, you know, with Chris Weidman and that was off a checked yeah. uh, kick. So when Weidman threw his kick on Uriah Hall, was that off a check or was that just, people were saying that was from it was i, I don't wouldn't, i i have to look back but from what i remember from the clip i think it hit his knee right okay. and again the knee it, like it happened similar with a uh, wideman uh, uh silva right it's just check kick hitting that knee i mean the knee yeah. you can't feel anything really in the knee too much it's similar like hitting the top of your wrist right you, yeah. there's not much feeling there but it's a very very dense strong spot right so but honestly, if they, because you got to think about it, like, why are kickboxers, like Dutch kickboxers, like people who fight in uh, Glory or people who fight in uh, Yokao promotions or any type of more, like K1, why aren't they, why aren't their legs breaking compared to like MMA fighters, right? Yeah. Because they're trained at properly throwing their kicks and understanding the pace, understanding where to go. And these guys throw nothing but leg kicks, throw nothing but like body kicks, right? Why, are they, why, how come they're, you know they're they're not snapping their legs, right? Yeah, it's because they're not. Why why they're you know physically snapping their shin because they're actually like controlling the pace. They're turning their hips. They're actually you know kicking properly versus like snapping it into it, trying to get it quick. And I get it. Like you in 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 MMA, you have to watch out for like the takedowns and all that stuff, right? But I mean, if you should understand that if you're going to go for that kind of high risk, 
it's, it still needs to be done properly to prevent this type of injury. So, I feel like also part of it could be too, just like you said, over there in Thailand, you know, they're trained to do it properly. I think over here, you know, it's probably like the guys are picking up on it, yeah. but they're just like, they're, you know, in a rush because they're learning so many other things. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you you don't have just the one discipline that you're learning and you're focusing on that, that one technique over and yeah, over yeah. and over. Like you're like when I, you know, briefly talked to um, Ashley Yoder about it. Yeah. She was like, look, <laughs> go on. Um, she, she was like, um, for her, cause she was saying like, she does jujitsu, you know, four days a week. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, she was like, that's not a lot for me when you think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of rushed. It's yeah. like, I have to do this. Then as soon as I'm doing jujitsu, I got to go to boxing. After I'm done with boxing, then I got to go to Muay Thai. Then after Muay Thai, I got to go to wrestling. And it's like, you're cramming all these things in and kind of mm-hmm. rushing them. And part of that too is you're not getting the proper recovery as yeah, well. Yeah. But you also got to think about, one thing I want to bring up also is like, everyone has to think about the lifestyle, right? I mean, when I was talking to uh, our coach about Coach Keith, and, um, you know, he's talking about like lifestyle in uh, Brazil, the jiu-jitsu, like, Everyone's training like hundred degree degree weather. They're training like yeah. five six hours a day. They're they're muscling out. Same thing with the Thailand, right? They're they're training like eight hours a day. They're they're running. They're doing all this uh, training camps and all that stuff because they've got fights every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, same same for people who are like Dutch kickboxers, regular boxers. This is like their grind. This so if you if you think about the lifestyle, they literally do a lot of these repetitions over and over again now granted sometimes these repetitions aren't even like high paced or i know for me when i was in thailand when i was training none of my repetitions were harming me even my sparring matches weren't harming me because it was just focusing on the on the fundamentals like again you know just focusing fundamentals turn your hips beyond being a ball of your feet turn your legs over you know um turn turn that heel all the way through uh rotate your shoulders all that or just fine-tuning correcting over and over and over and um and so that's how like you get to you know to such a degree where it's like all right now i could kick comfortably i could do all these types of kicks without really injuring myself but here in america everything's a bit more commercialized because of everyone's lifestyle right for us we do jujitsu because it's our hobby and it's not like we're it's like our true like our job right maybe one day it, it can be who knows but you know, it's not like we're grinding out all these, and so in, I guess in American in the, in America, like when everything's commercialized, they they try to rush these skills right away. Yeah, yeah. right. You get like what thirty minutes of um of learning a new move, and then you got fifty minutes of like sparring with someone. So you don't really like grasp the full knowledge of the move unless like you live that shit, man. Like, I mean, at, at this point, when we look at the game and how it is now. You know, just the people we're around, yeah. you know, and, and ourselves, you know, yeah, yeah. when we do it, you know, we go to our classes, you know, we have a specific, you know, routine to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I've kind of, you know, voiced this, you know, a few times, uh, you know, back at the old gym. Yeah. And even when we came over to the new gym, a, a big part of the open mat on Sunday for me was we learn moves Monday, you know, whatever days we mm-hmm. were training. And then whole purpose of the open mat for me you know guys want to come in they just want to go live uh-huh. so that's good. you guys can do that i i'm, I'm going to drill what mm-hmm. we worked on this week and it it i, I noticed the difference mm-hmm. you know whereas a lot of times these guys you know it's just like you're learning this move and yeah. then 
you know, you kind of go to spar and you're you're going for it there, but you know it's not fine tuned. Yeah, yeah. Versus, okay, I'm gonna go in on Sunday, and I was kind of dude, I'll go in there, and I'll drill one move for an hour. Yeah, and it, it got to this point in my mind where I didn't want to hinder training partners. I didn't want to you know make them not get there. And I remember Danny was like, "Fuck them." Yeah, you go in and do what you want to do because you're the one opening the gym. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "You're right, but that's not me, dude." <laughs> like, I was like I'm a little nicer than that. It was like, ah, fuck being nice. I was like, "Yeah, no, you're I right." Agree with that. Like, you're, you know, I and and that. I get it, and I definitely agree. But I'm also, you know, I'm a nurturer, so I open up the gym doors. I'm like, "All right, you know, I got the open mat rolling. I'm here to work on single legs because mm-hmm. Lord knows I need <laughs> like." I, I tried when we were doing takedowns. I tried to go on a single leg on someone when we were doing King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah. and I just for the fucking life of me couldn't get it. <laughs> I turned into a double leg instead. I said fuck yeah. it. <laughs> like, why, like why am I fuck with this? I I know what to do here. But if you know, I come in and say, hey, I'm doing a single leg for an hour. Yeah, like you fucks can do what you want to do, but I'm doing a single leg for an hour, and I need somebody. That's I, you know my mind. I like what we were doing over the summer. When yeah. quarantine started, it, it wasn't even like live rolling, right? Maybe at most like situational with resistance, right? And, yeah, yeah. But it's not like I had an ego where I was just like, all right, let me, well, fuck it. You just single like me. Let me single like you. No, it's more like, dude, be, I'm going to be a good teammate. Single like me all you want. Let's just fine tune like what you need to do. Like drop on that knee, you know, um, take that angle, you know. And I think that's the important thing too with training in general with your team. And having an understanding of who you're working with yeah. and the person that's working with you. Whereas, like, if you and I are in there, and, you know, I greatly appreciated all that help. Because there are points with, like, the double leg yeah. where you tell me about my footwork. It's like, you got to do it this way or, like, you're undercommitted. Yeah, yeah. You know, or you might be overcommitted one spot or the other. And it's yeah. like, okay. And those things I did take to the bank. I was yeah. like, okay. I got these notes jotted down. I still have the videos. I look back at those. It's like, okay, I yeah, got yeah. I got tools here. But then, you know, you don't get that with everyone because, you know, you'll, you'll work with someone where, you know, they'll tell you one thing. And it's like it's all based on preference and, you know, yeah. body types because, you know, there's a, you know, another teammate. I don't know, former team. I don't think he trains there anymore. Uh, just not putting names out there. A taller fella. Yeah. yeah. Um, like when we talk about the single leg, he'll go, well, like. If you watch wrestling, like the wrestlers, they don't, you know, drop that knee for the single. It's like, well, have you watched Jordan Burroughs? Jordan Burroughs <laughs> will literally be on all fours and shoot like a blast yeah. double, single. Doesn't matter. He will be on all fours and still get some kind of like yeah. fundamental takedown. The, the man is like fucking good. And it's like, that's like, I'm not thinking about like, I'm going for a double leg and not tapping that knee. Like, yeah. No, I'm, you know, I'm doing it the way I know, the way I learned. And the way that has been drilled yeah, over yeah. and over and over and over. And the second that I worked with something, that, that was part of like me not working with him, yeah, yeah. you know, at some later points, because it's like, look, I'm trying to drill this specific yeah, yeah. way. You're trying to take that away or, yeah. and I don't mind resistance while drilling, mm-hmm. but you know, it, I don't know. He would do things that was just like, okay. And then Tanny would, you know, tell me like, well, fuck him up when you're rolling, which not being a dick about it. Like yeah. I would do certain things cause I knew he had certain weaknesses yeah, yeah. and I would just exploit those. Yeah. And you know, I was still, you know, afterward nights when like hey, check on him and everything. Yeah. But it was kind of like, Hey man, like 
quit hindering my fucking reps. Yeah, no, otherwise no. this will happen to you every time. Yeah, it's it's so it, it bugs me because like people are like, oh, single legs don't work anymore. What if I grab a Kimura? Blah blah blah. And it's like, well, if you grab it, then you did good. But honestly, like I'm still gonna work on the fundamentals of like if I'm gonna do a single leg, I'm still gonna work the same concept of like you know what with the initial point to the end point right maybe my setup is different like i one thing one person who really brought this out for me on takedowns was a uh, coach ty right we were over at um i i asked him after a nogi practice i was like coach man you got one hell of a uh one hell of a single dude like and your ankle pick is bomb too he's like what like what do you like i mean any advice he's like yeah man just drill the same thing over just changed this. I, he was like, I only got three setups, literally three setups. And that's all, something I've always drilled. And it's just something I rotate through. And like when it was like, okay, when, when we think about jujitsu, it's like, what's your plan A? What's your plan B? What's your yeah. plan C? The same concept can still go towards your your takedowns, right? What's your plan A? What's your plan B? What's your plan C? What takes you home, I guess? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's, you know, your plan A is for the single, your plan B is for the single. Maybe your plan C is to like, Going the other way instead of going to the right, fuck it, go to the left and take that single on the other leg. It's still a single, right? You're still getting, you're still getting that control of the takedown, right? That that shouldn't stir away. So, but the but the whole mechanics of a single leg is still there. It's yeah. just two like three <clears throat> different setups he drills over and over. And I was like, damn, that's why you a black belt. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, <laughs> that's a black belt right there. So, black I black mean, belt. if he says do it that way, do it that I way. Listen to my coach. <laughs> It's like, as opposed to like, hey man, so we're both blue belts, and you're telling me to do it this way, but you're your way's not working. <laughs> you're a blue belt, and you're a blue belt. Like, like if you're a blue belt and it's working, it's like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. It's like, like with Coach Ronnie, like when like he'll show me a move, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna take your advice on that because I know you know takedowns. Yeah, like so, I'm gonna listen to you on that. Versus, you know, someone else who you know. I've never seen you get a takedown, but you're telling me how to do takedowns. That that doesn't, and, and that's not to say that you know you can't understand and explain it to someone. Because I know, like for me, there's some things I can't do, mm-hmm. but I can explain. It. I know the mechanics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this specific individual, it's like the shit that they were saying. It's just like, okay, so I'm just not gonna do that. I'm just gonna do what coach told me to do. I'm going to keep doing that over and over and over and over and over and over and over until it works for me. And it worked for me. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, talk about other techniques. Takedowns just, that's just something I think, like what we're doing last summer, that, you know, that that's, you know, something I you know, need to get back to. It's just like, yeah. just attack, 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 and keep doing it and commit to it. Even when we did the takedowns for uh, this last month, I started getting comfortable with it again until my knee started fucking dying I was like well, <laughs> there goes that so but then you know that's another thing though too adjust I think that was important I think I was really happy for that month but Ronnie never let me go live so <laughs> I was a little sad I went live one day with everyone and he's just like nah never again when we yeah when we did King of the Hill I, just had, a, I had a ref everyone after that point I think like when we did the King of the Hill the one time he let you go like I lined up with you I was like yes <laughs> like okay this is gonna be fun it's like you and Coach Mike it's like okay like with Coach Mike oh Coach Mike he'll, he'll kill everyone yeah like he like it's like you can see him like holding back, and that's what sucks. It's like, oh, dude, just, just guy. take me down. Like, I don't care if you like murder me. Like, just throw me into the wall. That's the we'll thing. blame that on yeah. you if it gets broken. 
That's the thing. Like, I know Coach – I saw Coach Mike. He was just holding back. He was just, like, letting try, – trying to people go. He's just played defensively. And it's just like, geez, this, this guy. I mean, but that's – I think Good. that's one of the things Good. that I enjoy about our gym is that we have guys that if they wanted to destroy you, they could. Mm-hmm. But they choose not to because they're trying to help you get better. Yeah. They're trying to let you work versus – you know, having an ego and saying, I'm going to smush this guy. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, no, like, let's be a team. Because yeah, yeah. the thing is, I'm not going to get better if you don't get better. Yeah. If I keep you stifled, I'm just feeding my ego. Yeah. You're not getting better. You're going to get frustrated and quit. Versus if I let you work, you figure it out. And now in, in the full live go, you hit it. And I was like, okay, all right, we got it. Now we can elevate to the next. Mm-hmm. Now I got to get better to like rise up to your level. And then you got to get better to get to my level. And then you keep iron growing off each other. Iron sharpens iron. That's all and, it is. And, you know, that's just, that's the beauty of it. Whereas, you know, there are some gyms that I've gone to before. that <laughs> <laughs> They didn't do it that way. It was like everybody was kind of out for themselves. Like, I want to be the next UFC champion. It was like, come on, man, chill. <laughs> like Everyone has an ego, and it yeah. has to be checked in the room. Everyone needs to understand that we're a team. Yeah, I mean. Everyone's, you know, here for the same reasons. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's get to our next fight here. All right, so our next fight here is Hoist Gracie versus Chemo. Jesus tattoo. Yeah. Uh, so stiff. Look at that. <laughs> Uh, hey. uppercut that missed. So, so this fight in the early UFCs, this is UFC three. This is probably like the most complete fight. Yeah, there are so many elements that I enjoyed aside from the scrapple, like this, and and the cage door opening <laughs> again. But they really need to get that shit sorted out. Hopefully, they get it sorted out by twenty nineteen. <laughs> So after that cage, where, where they break out the cage, it gets very technical, which I, I, I pretty much enjoyed, you know? Yeah, there's a lot there. It looks like modern yep. MMA. Yep. The only thing I would say is, you know, his oh, see, his, he fixes his stance. Yeah. Rehoist is doing the right thing, throwing knees to the leg, sort of weakening, the, weakening it out. Um, chemo has a wizard. It, it's very modern day. It, it's pretty technical, honestly, which is crazy. And it's UFC 3, right? It didn't take them long to really, like, Chemo's throwing knees right back. And that's the thing, though, too. It's like, it's UFC 3. It's the, it, I think it was just a perfect recipe. Because, mm-hmm. like, we don't see this with any other fights. Yeah. Like, for but a while. You see other elements, too, of a street fight. Like, the headbutt. He just got kicked. Uh, knee to yeah. the groin. Um, still got his two underhooks in. That takedown's about to happen. Uh, let's see. How, do, how does he do it? Yeah. I feel like it was a trip. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, reaped, he reaped the leg. Chemo immediately took the back, got two hooks in. Two hooks. Yeah. Uh, Flatten him out. It's good. I mean, and, I mean, Hoist kept moving, which is, you know, something that's always preached to us. Yeah. Keep moving. Yeah. Always move. Do not stop moving. Slept out, got his hooks out. Yeah, honestly, this is very pretty, pretty good, pretty on point. I mean, and look, let me let me just say this about chemo. If there's anyone in any of the UFCs, like, so Ken Shamrock, looking at his physique, he looks like a fucking action figure. Yeah. He looked like he was drawn for a Marvel comic. Chemo just looks scary as fuck. Like, with a big-ass ponytail. He was like... He's nothing but muscle. I mean, pretty much he was kind of like... He's basically what 
Yoel Romero is today. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Even the even the even the Christian part. <laughs> um, yeah, because I mean, Kimo has the Jesus tattoo on the stomach. Yeah, I mean, he, like that, that's a scary looking dude. Yeah, and then you know, just as it just happened here, Hoist had a full mount, and Kimo just basically white belt sweep swept him. Really, that, the times they are changing. I mean, but I mean, UFC like I mean, you got people who are blue belts who are like doing wonders because you know they're making up for like striking on the ground and, and yeah. being explosive and moving around i mean obviously if you're a black belt you're gonna finish like whatever you have like damian maya yeah like well even with the ufc now though if you're a black belt there's still you know a black belt in jiu-jitsu in the ufc now if you can get them early yeah it matters but once that fight starts going down, you know, to the later rounds and striking gets involved, you know, they're not worried about your black belt. They're they're trying to knock your head off. Or you do dumb shit like going for um, <clears throat> M&R rolls. <laughs> like over and over, over and geez. over again. Oh my god, that's dude. I was I I really wanted Ryan Hollow in that fight. I did too. And until then I saw did. him go for like the eighth M&R rolls, like okay, treated it like a naga match. Not even like yeah. Pulling on the ponytail. Kimo's uh, ponytail. That's so crazy, the rule sets back then. Yeah, they were just like, eh, the only rules are don't bite him, don't poke him in the eye, and don't fish hook. And this was crazy. He used a uh, Kimura grip to control, bring him to the cage. But he, I guess, I don't know if they were hit with the sweep. Oh, he's setting up for that arm bar now. Just crazy. Goes belly down. Yeah, that that was a very reluctant and light tap. Yeah. Where Kimo, I mean, he he owned it, but I think his team did not accept the fact that he tapped out. Do you think he could have got out of the armbar? I think so. I think so. I, I mean, from the angle that we're seeing, I think he could have. Yeah. I think just again, this is a time where people don't know what's going on, and his yeah. arm is trapped under him. You know, he he might have felt like, hey, I'm in a bad spot, but yeah. It, it didn't look like he was in a terrible spot, but, but you know the angle was really tough to see. So I don't know. I mean, I didn't realize that Hoist rocked his eye like that. He's got yeah. He, the palm thruster are definitely big. I mean, like Bassburton was big on it. Yeah, and like I think I, I mean, think he had to for because there was one UFC event they weren't allowed to throw like closed fist punches, so. He figured out, okay, well, fuck it. I'll use these palm strikes and was knocking people out with them. I mean, we're going back to the, um, I think it was the Ken Shin, the Shamrock fight we just watched, right? He was using palm thrust to kind of disorient his opponent. Yeah. And, I mean, here it did kind of the same, but also it cut him open. But, oh, yeah, he messed his, uh, I guess this is where he messed his arm up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they got to carry him out because I know this is the event this this is the uh, UFC card where he didn't like he won one and two mm-hmm. he did not win three because of injury yeah and he came back and won four yeah and I can't... honestly the fight is pretty good you know in terms of like what they were offering back then what was going on yeah you know, he did everything right in terms of utilizing the cage. Um, seeing other things instead of like just pure grabbing like he was throwing knees he was throwing palm thrusts yeah 
and that that was the thing again back then, especially those first like one, two, and three people were just sticking to their discipline mm-hmm. and and not utilizing anything. It was like, hey, I'm a you know I'm a karate guy. I'm not gonna grapple. That's for sissies. It was like, um, <laughs> like I don't Bro, think that's how that works. You taken down to the ground. It's you better know what you're doing because you're gonna be stuck down there. You know what's wild right now is like Ice House is their sponsor back there. Ice House Vario. Ice House is the worst of the worst in beers. And I think I think upcoming soon we're going to uh, review that on Columbus Social Club. No, we've been reviewing all the beers. We, we just reviewed Mickey's. Oof. Let me tell you, not a good choice. We're going to do an episode where we're going to review all 40s. We're just going to come down here one night and just drink 40s. Definitely got to be a Saturday night episode because I can't go to work the next day. Um, but the more the story is, I'm getting fucked up. Um, but with just, you know, you look at with the way that they were doing things back then, this fight definitely stood out. Anything with Shamrock or Gracie, I, I entirely agree with. Shamrock was just so athletic. He's a pioneer in terms of like not just shoot fighting, but utilizing all styles. I mean, Gracie is just jujitsu all over and utilizing like striking in very like creative ways yeah it was it definitely laid the the foundation for like what MMA is today for sure MMA you know even when you get into those you know UFC's in the double digits 10 through I want to say 17 maybe yeah 17 through you know around 19 you started really seeing a change in evolution the rule set started changing they started doing the rounds they started doing weight classes they started you know having gloves you know they they started legitimizing the sport to to something that could be you know advertised and sold to people because during that period that's when you know you had politicians attacking mma and saying that it's not real fighting and meanwhile no one had died doing mma boxing people are dying all the time well not not all the time but you know people have died died, boxing in the ring you know, with MMA, they're protecting the fighters. You know, it's like when there's yeah. a stoppage, that's because, like, Sarah and I watched a fight the other night. A young lady got knocked out, and it was a flash knockout. It was quick. And Sarah's like, no, she's still in it. Like, why are they stopping? It's like, because they're protecting the fighter. Like, the girl that's is, like, damage. flailing. She's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, her body's going, but her brain has left the building. You know, but that's the beauty of MMA. It's like they are protecting the fighters. The ref can't stop in and stop the fight. Whereas boxing, the ref can stop the fight if he thinks like, all right, you've had enough. But, you yeah. know, you get knocked down, you get a standing eight count, and then you get to get your brain rattled some more. But even in boxing, they're a little, they're a little more, um, they're a little more, they're a lot better about it now. <laughs> like I, I've, I've been noticing like, you know, like, you know, if you can't stand up, you can't bang or it's, it's my decision. You know, I'm here to protect you. I mean, they could get mad, but honestly, like, if you show signs that you're stumbling, you're not speaking straight, you know, you're a little disoriented, then you out. I mean, you're done. Your life is more important than this round. Yeah, for sure. We got uh, the next fight coming up right now is Ken Shamrock. So what's interesting is I'm seeing MMA gloves for the first time. Yeah. So um, with... UFC 3, I don't remember who won, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Ken Shamrock. Shamrock. So I want to know where he lost. 
because I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's what's right here. But then again, I think, like I said, when I was watching this, I was drunken on an edible, so I could be making all of that up. (laughs) But I am a thousand percent sure Joe White guy won, and I call him Joe White guy because it was just some blonde haired guy. I don't know who the fuck he was, but it could have been it could have been Felix Mitchell. I don't know. It was a it was a uh, stand up. It was a striker for sure who won. I want to see how this works because. Well, it wasn't this guy because that's Joe Black guy. This is yeah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) This guy uses kickboxing too. I I totally forgot about this. I mean, if I had to bet, I would put my money on Ken Shamrock just because he looks really angry. He looks like he 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 was probably in the back and they told him some shit he didn't want to hear. And they told him that this was the dude who was responsible. <laughs> and it's like, if you look at this dude, he just looks like, man, I'm just showing, I just came from the YC, y, YMCA, just shooting some ball. <laughs> didn't know he was about to get his ass whipped. That's fucked up, yo. They just fed this man to Ken Shamrock, yo. They could have, they, they could have did him better. They just like, at least he's got a mouth guard. I think he's the second person I saw with a mouth guard in any of these. Chemo had one. No, like I'm a firm believer in mouth guards because I'm scared of the dentist. Yeah. So I'm just trying not to get my fucking chompers knocked out. I don't wear a mouth guard. I don't wear them anymore. Y'all are fucking brave as fuck because I wear a mouth guard. It's like the last time I did. Well, sometimes I don't when I like, but if I don't, I'm definitely going light. There was one time I was rolling. Um, There's was, was it a mock match? I think I did, I did a mock match at the old gym. Yeah. And I didn't have mouth guard in. And I got an uh, outside trip, and I was surprised because I had never done that. And I was like, I didn't even know what that was. I just hooked my leg and, like, dropped, the, you know, the person. And I fell on top of him, and my teeth clattered together. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know how that means. And oh, I was terrified. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Uh, that was not the best of... First of all, that stand, <laughs> what was that stand? Yeah, yeah, that was not... Good. That's not what oh, his hands are in the fence. Come on, don't be a dick about it. I mean, what is? I, I will say he he's not giving up on it, but I would retreat and try to reset because yeah, you know, as, as many times as people shoot in the old UFC, I'm surprised no one didn't go like Jorge Masvidal on someone. True, like it's right. I'm there. surprised that was the first time that actually happened that you way. Can kick someone in the nuts, but you can't. You can't, no one knows, wants to knee him in the face. I mean, that would be my first thought is to knee someone in the face. <clears throat> Especially in the old rule set. It's just like, Street Fighter. just do it. His face is right there. And it's asking for your knee. It's begging. Nope, oh, now Ken's got him. Oh, well, yeah. he doesn't have him, but he's trying <laughs> to get to his back. Uh-oh. Oh, he tried to throw an elbow to his nuts. Honestly, if I was him, I'd throw it to the leg. So like it's it's it doesn't take much for that elbow to like bruise the leg up, right? Especially the quad area. I mean, just right where he's at too. It's just like just start raining those elbows right there. I think there's also if I'm a fighter, especially in the old UFC three days, I would feel very very uncomfortable fighting someone like Ken Shamrock coming out in those tights like that. It's like son, you could have <laughs> wore any other pants. And you wore some Hulk Hogan shorts. Like, your dick and balls is all up against my back right now. And this is uncomfortable. 
It, like at least Felix, who he's fighting, is wearing like some karate pants. It's like he yeah, might not he be got the Liu Kang pants on. He might not have on a cup either, but it, you know it's not super obvious. You know it's not like in my face. Like Ken Shamrock is like, be fucked up if Ken Shamrock wins <laughs> and then get a boner because he's so happy. It's like son, yes! like, like, <laughs> like that's probably like why he came out looking angry. They told him it was like. Sonya Blaze is like is in the back right now, and she's captive until you go out there and beat Felix's ass. So real quick, I want to comment that this is literally just pummeling back and forth and just yeah. punching randomly, right? I, I there's some are they? Oh, they're talking. talking. They're talking. Oh, we're like treating it like a belt. Trying to give him a wedgie. So What's frustrating is that like there's so often opportunities for a trip. You, did, yeah. you see it. So but, I think he went for a trip a couple of times and, and didn't commit to it. And then, I, you know, for whatever reason, he hasn't gone back to it. It's like, you've got him right now. you got double unders. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's. Well, no, part. never mind. He's got over under. I thought he had double. At some point, he had double unders, right? <clears throat> yeah. And then, like, they're just they're just bullfighting. Like, they're just being, going back and forth. There's no anger. There's no, like, sidestepping. They're just punching each other in the leg or punching each other in the ribs. Then nothing's really, like, being utilized properly. It's just brute force, which is fine. I get, I get it because yeah. this is, like, the early stages of UFC. Oh. There you go. Finally gets a take now. You know, but that's also, again, that ideal of, like, so this is something I want to kind of point out, though, too. See his mount? Versus Gracie's mount. Yeah. Like, his mount, you see the pressure. The hips were, like, you know, digging in. Yeah. Well, Gracie, like, he got mount, and it was like, he wasn't committed to that mount. It was just like, he, you know, he was flowing. Yeah. You know, so, and, you know, I don't know what there was to that, but you see Ken Shamrock, he got mount, and immediately, you know, he drove his hips in. Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay, so maybe he didn't get beat maybe he also got hurt so basically ufc3 was basically the (laughs) the like it should have been called the um (laughs) the consolation prizes (laughs) like like, hey look the real guys that we wanted to see here in the finals couldn't make it so here's chet (laughs) like he'll fight tonight He was at the beer stand just a minute ago. He said, you know, he didn't have any other plans later on anyway. <laughs> That's how Tank Abbott was. It was just called Tank Abbott. He's at the bar drinking like, you want to fight tonight? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> like, damn, dude, just calling cats up in the middle of the night. You know, what you doing tonight? Oh, I was about to drink the six pack. Well, go ahead, drink it, and then come on down to the arena. So so this final should actually be like two strikers. I, I yeah. Howard and... and- no, wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. No, no. So I can't remember how they did what they did with um, injuries. Did. I, I didn't know if they had like a um, backup fighter set to the side, which is like always trash. Yeah. I think it's like, yo, so somebody gets hurt. You just let homeboy just come in and yeah. win. He's fresh. Nothing. No hits. No nothing. They should have grabbed someone from the crowd willing to fight. That that would like I would love that. That would make me the happiest. <laughs> Just because it's like, come on, son. Like so let's let's So technically it should have been Shamrock and Gracie. It should have been. 
to, oh no 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 Gracie no because Gracie still has would still have to go against Howard but so I, but that's where he forfeits right yeah let's fast forward a bit I want to yeah. see what fuck all that other shit like these guys are just talking about shit that dude has a bump it like in the front this shit is weird have you ever like known anyone who had a bump it no, like no, I always no. saw the infomercials but I've never seen an actual person no. yo look at though his eyes are wild he as is crazy. fuck he looks I'm going to say right now, Hoist probably wasn't hurt. Hoist looked at this dude's eyes and said, I'm not fighting that dude. <laughs> this dude is a lunatic. Did Hoist actually fight, though? No. I think he comes down. <laughs> I think he looks across the cage and says, I'm not doing this today. <laughs> I think he looks and says, fuck this. Like, yeah, you see, I... I... <laughs> I didn't know Niagara Falls was actually a place. I thought it was just a waterfall. <laughs> that's fucking this mental. Up, this guy lives under a waterfall. Yo, that's why. I definitely wouldn't fight that dude. He's 230 pounds, 36, six foot two. Probably the first time he's been from under the waterfalls. I would not fight him. Who knows what fucking horrors he's seen. No, this dude's fighting in a beater. <laughs> Dancing. My man fighting in a white beater. Yo, he looks like a... He looks like he beats wives. <laughs> he looks like he beats wives. Oh, he looks like if we went to a thrift shop and bought Thor. That's thrift shop Thor right there. <laughs> like, I would not want to mess with him regardless. Thrift shop, I'd Salvation Army. I don't know if I want anything to do with him. He looks like he... I would fight him. I know you would. You're a lunatic too. <laughs> like me, I'm the voice of reason in fights. Like, if I see something that doesn't look like I'm into it, I'm not going into it. I'm just like, you know what? I really was supposed to go to Heckinger's this weekend to buy some lawn shit for the backyard. And we're like, Heckinger's went out of business years ago. Like, <laughs> I was about to say, wait. I don't know. <laughs> that, that was way before, like, 2010. Like, I don't know. I just don't want to fight this dude. Oh, oh yeah, he forfeited. Here comes, here comes the news. Yeah, you know, they couldn't figure that. They couldn't figure that shit out in the back. He looks fucked up. Damn, they threw the towel in before the fight started. Unbelievable. He's like, yes, yes. I wasn't trying to kill a man tonight. Yeah, he was gonna get choked unconscious. Do you know how much like the uh, dang? Oh, at least he bowed out. Yeah, we get in trouble for not bowing out. <laughs> I you know, like I like it's hit or miss with me. Sometimes I'll bow out. Is well, there I'm sometimes? Not used to this. Danny didn't teach us. This. Like, exactly. I'm like, oh, I feel weird about this. Like even like in the Wednesday morning class, I'll come in, I'll bow when I come in. Then when I step off the mat to get a drink, it's like I don't bow out. And I see everybody else doing. I was like, should I be doing that too? And I was like, well, like until I get my ass kicked by a coach, I'm just gonna go ahead and rock and roll the way I do it. Getting out Actually, no. It probably does look like I'm bowing out because I put my my flip flops at the edge of the mat. So, and I turn around to put the flip flops. Like, what's going on here? What wait, is this? the chemo just runs in, just randomly runs in. Like, why is this guy so? <laughs> Yo, chemo's crew is wild. 
That's they the just guy, remember that's the guy who played Austin Powers, the uh, the dude with the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how they hired him, I don't fucking know. Yo, like cats from the earlier UFCs were in movies though. Yo, Gary Busey out of UFC is wild. Because Gary Busey is wild. Yo, anything that involves Gary Busey guarantees that there's coke at the party. <laughs> yeah, he already looks high. He like, already looks high. Like, Look at all these. Yeah, this definitely looks like here. Delaware. Mm-hmm. This looks like the Delaware Fairgrounds. <laughs> I can say that because nobody in Delaware listens to my podcast. Shout out to Stella. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if I can tag some people from Delaware now. Like, hey, listen to what I said about y'all at minute, you know, one hour, 13 minute mark. Like, I have some nice things to say about Delaware. I never have nice things to say about Delaware. So what happened to Kent Shamrock? I forgot about this. So I think he, like, he was hobbling off too after his win. I think he hurt his ankle. I want to see the final. Because Shamrock was supposed to be the final. He made it to the final and it was supposed to be this, this cracked out crazy guy too. Did he? Uh, I kind of want to see this now. I don't remember what happened, like because I had it on, but dude, I really should watch these while I'm sober. Because I think I'm making up shit now. So is chemo <laughs> fighting? Like what happened? I, like, I don't, so I, that's what I don't get. Because chemo just stormed the cage. Like what was he celebrating? And this little Korean midget came in and yeah, that's <laughs> just like up, yeah. he. Yo. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it, but Chemo definitely bought that person from somewhere. <laughs> Yo, the dude sitting directly behind him, the Asian guy right here, looks like he was a fucking karate kid. That's what like, I was karate thinking kid too. too. Like he looks like a villain from the karate kid. I that's what I thought. I'm going to actually go back and watch the full Karate Kid series. <laughs> Just for that. Even number four. The next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank. Like, I had a big crush on her because of that movie. Like, I think I had a crush on her because of that movie. But then I also thought, too, dude, why did I watch this movie? <laughs> Wasn't she like fucking around with the pigeons on the roof or some shit? I don't I fucking pigeons. remember. Pigeons yeah. Pigeons, like, they're the fucking rats of the sky, son. So, yeah, whatever happened to Homeboy there? Who beat his ass? Uh, like, why isn't he fighting? I think he, I think Hackney did make it somewhere. Oh, he could have gone for a single leg there. He did. He then fell on his back and died. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a turtle just fell yeah, on his bro, back. Yeah, bro, it literally went for a single leg and then died. <laughs> he, died he literally just died. He like, grabbed the single leg. And he fell on his back. He and gave died. up. He was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to play dead. <laughs> He's like, I couldn't handle this 600 pounds I'm dealing with. Dude, like, I there's no way he's still alive. Like, I got to I gotta look this dude up later. Oh, my God. Yeah, that Hackney's probably out because, he, like, dummy him sitting there fucking punching uh, Yarbrough in the back of the head. He was like, kick him, dude. Because his hand was all busted at the end of the fight. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, so who, oh, let's, can we jump straight Yeah, to the let's finals? just fast forward. I want to see. Because, yeah, none of this is of interest. So, Chemo, is this, hold on, let's see. Man, no, this is just showing, uh, I think this guy wins. 
because there's just some random ass guy that won, and it's this guy. If he did, okay, he pulled a bomb ass move where it looked like caught it and then went for a sweep. If he doesn't do that, I. Ninjitsu, no. No. <laughs> Dominic Cruz shut down Ninjitsu a long time ago. If this guy wins, I'm flipping the table. Hey, man, at least flip it when I take my equipment off. I ain't got enough money to get another computer. <laughs> if he went... I'm pretty, we, I'm pretty certain he wins. I don't care if Crackhead Thor wins. If Ninjitsu guy wins... Like, I'm, if this dude... I'm, I'm pretty certain this dude talk. wins, but I'm almost certain... I think Crackhead Thor it, should win now. I hope he wins. Wait, is this guy fighting this? Oh, I was about to say. Wait, yeah, who the fuck? Who? So is this, this Budget Thor? Yeah, it's Budget Thor. This yo, <laughs> this dude. Yo. Can we jump straight to this fight? I'm like ready for this now. Yo, when a dude is from Niagara Falls, and he's, he's missing teeth, a, he's from a waterfall. Like yeah, it's like no. I seriously thought that that was just a landmark. I didn't think that was like a the place. Because <laughs> people like I'm going to Niagara Falls. I'm like good for fucking you. Maybe like they actually changed it, and it's just Niagara Falls. I don't know, Look, dude. I'm gonna be honest. I really don't know shit. I don't about know anything, anything. about Canada. I like, used to call Canada Canada. I still call it Canada. <laughs> like, I call it Canada, and sometimes America Junior. I call them the, depending like, on my attitude. The redheads of North America. Yeah. But the yeah, fucked so. up thing is, I would move there quick. It's like, hey, so where you want to move to? Uh, so what's going on in Canada? Well, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> like, they still speak French up there? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> like, all right, never mind. I'm going to stay in Maryland. Uh, stay on, uh, stay out here in Glen Burnie. Did Big John ever fight? Um, I don't know that he's ever fought. But I know that he's, I believe he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yo, look at this oh guy. God. Whoa. He went for a rolling thunder when there was no counter. <laughs> that was a roll. That was literally a rolling thunder. A really good one, too. But nothing ever happened. There was no punch. There was yeah. no commitment. Yo. The, the best rolling thunder I've ever seen was by <clears throat> Tenshin Nasakawa. He did it in one of his fights. And it was purely timed perfectly. Right? This guy just does. Oh, wow. Crackhead Thor just does it on. Wow. That is not a gate. Like, 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 I'm so confused. What's going on? <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. If he, if he pops that head out, it's just going to be. Oh, no. He's going to, because he's going to win. But it, it's deep. Yeah, no, it is deep. What? The commentators don't know what the fuck they're talking about either. I mean, they kind of don't. I mean, they're right. If he can get his uh, his leg out. Well, but. Oh, no, no. Oh, wow. No. Wow. Oh, he got rocked by that uh, standing up. Where's that blood coming from? His eyelid. Okay, I was like, there's blood all over his, the back of his shirt. Wow. Oh, wow, what? that was actually... Wow. Okay. Wow, guys, and then he just jumped not... straight to Mount. That was a good uh, trip. Budget Thor is, like, flailing. Oh, He's flailing. This is all fundamentally wrong, and it's making me upset. Oh, his whole team just threw towels in. Like, not just one person. Everyone from his team threw the towel in. First of all, ninjutsu guy didn't use ninjutsu. I did not see him use. Well, not only that. clone jutsu. He didn't didn't have have to fight to get to the finals. He just showed up. Where was the Chidori or Sengen? I didn't see that. Also, he did a lot more grappling than I... Well, he not a lot more, but he definitely did stuff right. Like, when... Crackhead Thor had the guillotine. He definitely 
worked on moving his his body to the right side to uh, decrease the pressure, right? He also yep. popped his knee out. A sloppy ass knee cut, but yeah, it, it worked. And then he, I think it was like he got two double unders, or it was like maybe a neutral position, and he got like a trip in there. Yo, he is a trivia question answer. I I've seen his name four times already, and I still forgot it each time. Steve, gentlemen. I'm just going to say Steve. Ninja Steve. <laughs> Steve the Ninja. Ninjutsu Steve. <laughs> Ew. I thought that guy was Creole for a second. <laughs> I can't wait to ask that trivia question now. Like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say four names. Who was the UFC champion? Steve Genome, Roy McDonald, Crackhead. Uh, Uriah Faber, and Cowboy Cerrone. Which one of these won a UFC title? <laughs> like, I forgot the name already. I just think Steve the Ninja. Ninjutsu Steve is the winner. Like that's that all of that was just completely wild and just mind blowing. Does the finalist win money too? Yeah, I think they get fifty thousand. Oh nice. The Which, winner the winner gets what, sixty K? Uh, uh, let's see what that check. I think the check says fifty. It, well, oh, no, that looks sixty. That's a six. I, it says sixty yeah. right there. Why are we so dumb? Mm, wow, champions! Hoist Gracie, Hoist Gracie, Ninjitsu Ninja. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so good for him. Good for this guy. Wow. It was touch and go my ass. Like you're sitting in the back just chilling. Hoping somebody got hurt. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really see him do much this whole... No, I mean, he he was an alternate. So, basically, they're like, look, motherfuckers got hurt. We need you. <laughs> like, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. So, he came out fresh. Yeah. that Well, that's the shitty thing about it, yo. He gets to come out fresh. For, well, so, so did, like, Budget Thor, though. Because he didn't have to... Well, he fought at least once to get to yeah. the semi. Steve. Oh, I know that. They're pissed because they're like, ah, we was going to write Hoist Gracie on this motherfucker, but I guess we got to write Ninjutsu Steve. If I want a big check like that, I would take it to the bank. Mm-hmm. Like, So do you cash this or how do we do this? You going to do it electric? Electronic? I was the exact same thing. How do you cash a giant check? <laughs> do you want me to sign the back? Endorse it? <laughs> Like, y'all got one of those giant stamps. Like, I mean, I know on, like, Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler, even though when he wasn't winning, like, the big tournaments, he still won, like, the big checks. They're like, yeah, you got third place. He was like, I want one of those giant checks. Yeah, he's got a fuck ton of blood on the side of his shirt. And that's just confusing as to why that's there. His eyelid was cut open. Yeah, but <laughs> there's no blood anywhere else. <laughs> like, it's all piled up on the side. I'm looking at what they're doing. It was a nice little trip. Tripless night. That's because he And was... then he just jumps right to mount. He was like, fuck you and anything you have to offer. Oh, that, that shook him. You see that? Yeah. That initial one just put him down and then he yeah, woke that, back up. That second one was solid too. So he's, Ooh, a, little, he's a little disoriented. Oh, he's just raining shots down. Yeah. Big Steve, get in there, save that man. All right, and as my recording took a shit on us and <laughs> cut out a bunch of whatever we were saying before, um, uh, but right now we're on UFC 6. We got 
super fight, Ken Shamrock versus Dan Severn. So we'll see these two warriors come out. Shamrock shoots for a takedown. Dan Severn's definitely hip with it. You saw his sprawl, yeah. even when he took it. He took an angled sprawl too. Yeah, he yeah he was he was on that shit way before he like. It's almost like he looked at Kim and was like, you telegraphed the fuck out of that. <laughs> so, yeah, we got these two kind of... Definitely looks like just a regular wrestling match. Yeah. Has over-under grips, controlling the tricep. So, I wonder if that's, oh, though... Look at his grips on the shoulder. Yeah. Blade. So, I'm wondering, though, if Shamrock is like, look, I'm not trying to stand up with this dude though because yeah. because Severn is a big dude I mean 260, just 260 for this fight yeah like 60 pounds heavier like even if when you're just looking at him right here it's like yo he looks huge in comparison that was good by Ken Shamrock yeah it's knee, a solid knee got him got him a little startled startled to break away because that's going to be exhausting with all that pummeling mm-hmm I mean I just looked at Wikipedia because I was trying to like look up the match so I know who yeah. wins. Wanna bet? <laughs> <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember shit. I mean, like I got head injuries. Ooh. That was a good like, strike. See, a, a striking would be so it would have been more oh, I love the trips. Yeah. They're so cautious yeah. back then. But like if he had commit more to the striking, oh He said, Bitch, I'ma choke you. And he said, Bitch, I'ma get this wizard. Now, wizards can be so fucking powerful. Like, they could definitely prevent a lot from happening. Uh, he's going to pull his legs out. Is he? Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, it look, oh, Ooh. just a, did he just punch him in his dick? Oh. Oh. I felt like that was a weird choke because I felt like. It was tight, right? But he fell down and that put Oh, yeah. Basically, it was like on he was on his back and he got mounted. So, this this it was basically the same. I guess effect as if he, was, if he got yeah. back. I felt like Shamrock had a, a tighter choke earlier in the fight, and then Severn survived that. Severin but it could have been just the angle. Yeah. Now, by today's standards, you would definitely not fall back on your butt. Right? Yeah. You would definitely try to try to uh, go perpendicular with your opponent. So I think Dan Severn's still fighting, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Um, my buddy. Does he know how to defend a guillotine now? <laughs> my buddy uh, knows him. He did punch him in the nuts. That's probably why he fell back. Punched him in the nuts and Kim fell forward on him. Like, oh, hit me in the dick. Yeah, that's literally probably what happened because, um, you know, you get startled so quickly for a nut punch. Like, people yeah. at me and I'm just like, ah, don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's not a friendly thing. So Ken Shamrock is the UFC six super fight champion. Actually, what I need to do is look up who's like the UFC champs, like like actual champs, not counting ninjutsu Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't he count? Well, he counts in trivia questions when when I fuck with people, because I'm definitely going to utilize that to my advantage. I'm going to ask people. I'm going to give people four names. Yeah. And then Jitsu Steve will be one of them, and people are going to be like who. We're like, bitch, you better respect the champ. You <laughs> see, was it three? Yeah. They're going to like, he's not a champ. It's like, well, neither is Uriah Faber or Cowboy or fucking Nate or Nick. 
like none of them are champs. But Ninjutsu Steve is. Yeah, Tank Abbott versus uh the Russian bear because I can't say his name because it's Russian. Bear versus literally a bulldog. <laughs> I mean, like that first Tank Abbott fight on this card. I mean, he definitely killed the dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it was sloppy as shit. Then the second fight, it looked like at least he had a little bit of like patience with I, his movements. I like this fight because it, it's very. It's sloppy in a sense, right? They just bum rush each other, but they're at least, you know, it, it gives the same effect of what UFC is now, which is basically yeah. you love the striking aspect. You see, people love to like bang it out. Yeah, right? yeah. And they're, you know, they're still utilizing like cages, pressure, all that stuff. So it's, to, in a sense, I find it somewhat, you know, not clean, but it's definitely giving off what UFC is today. And maybe like there are other fights like that, fights like that too, that we you know we missed because we're you know we're we're, we're picking choosing our fights. But yeah, sure. But look at that! Like he goes for a takedown. Yeah, like people know what's going for. It's like the atmosphere. Yeah, and room. I mean the defense there. I mean yeah, like the atmosphere there must have been like what we experienced today. So like that's it. that's one of the things I always wonder about with the OUFCs or really just MMA period though. Because I, I haven't been to a UFC event. I've been to, you know, like Stellar, Shogun, um, a couple other events, uh, Spartaca. Yeah. You know, things like that. And, you know, they're they're fine. They're, they're You know, the atmosphere is fun and it's good. But I've never been to a UFC fight. And the only reason I would go to a UFC fight is really for the atmosphere. I don't even... Because, I mean, I'd much rather just watch it at home. Yeah, yeah. But it's like looking at these older events like this. It's like I would have really enjoyed just checking that out, yeah. just to see, you know, what's going on there. Yeah, the way, yeah. Honestly, it's like, oh, his blood helped him get out. Oh, of course. <laughs> and he's smiling at him. <laughs> like, like I, bet, I bet he said something to him really fucked up. I would, but I would definitely go to a UFC fight just to experience the atmosphere, right? Yeah. But to be honest, it's the the crowd and everything is not much different. From what you experience from like going to Spartaca or like Stellar or like Shogun's, right? It's still the same. You're there to watch MMA fights, right? The only reason why I'm not a big fan of going to UFC fights is like I probably got like only people who get really up close seats are like people who pay a lot, like a lot more money, yeah, and stuff like that. And when you get like the nosebleeder seats, it's like you know you can't really see much. I like when I went when um, Overeem got his lip busted open. Mm. Or, it's like, you know, I was watching on the big screen the entire time versus like actually looking at the cage match. And it was just, I looking at the cage itself and it was, it was fun for the atmosphere, but somewhat kind of like, I kind of just could be home in my underwear, just and watching the focus, camera focus on them versus like, oh, I got to lift my head up, my big ass head. And that's what like I think about with going to an event versus just watching at home. It's like more than likely I'm going to get nosebleeds. You know, because I ain't got no money, so like, I'm gonna be watching on the big screen. Anyway. Like seventy to a hundred for a nosebleeder seats, right? But yeah. that's the same amount you would pay for a pay per view. Yeah, which you know is a like I pay seventy bucks for a pay per view where I can go to the bathroom comfortably. Mm-hmm. I can, well, I, and, and I'm gonna get the replay. So mm-hmm. after you all leave, I'm gonna watch Connor break his leg five more times, and then write about it 
and then watch it four more times in the morning with my daughter. <laughs> it, it, it was, dude, you know, I watched Connor's leg break, I want to say, close to 20 times now. It's just like... When you first watched it, were you trying to think about, like, how did he break it, or... You're just bathing. <laughs> well, so no, the, yeah, the, yeah. It was really just me like getting off on it. I was like, yes, <laughs> do it again, do it again. It is like, and for anyone listening, it's gonna grow back. Like, it, it's not me hoping someone gets hurt. I truly don't want any fighters to ever get hurt, even though yeah, you're yeah, in there yeah. fighting. But like all the shit that that dude was saying. Like leading into it, is it's kind of like that karma effect. Like, well, you know what? You earned it. You got what you deserve. You know, I put on TikTok a poll. Yeah. For uh, the fights for the main card, I still got people voting now, and people are still voting Connor. <laughs> it's like, yo, son. Casual fans just like hurt my I. Soul. I look uh, a friend. Another friend put up a post on TikTok, and I went. Yeah. I, I rarely read comments, but sometimes I have to take the hit. <laughs> I just has to get in there. And I read the comment, and some dude was like, Connor was winning that round. He was clearly dominating on the ground. I was like, No. Bitch, what fucking fight were you watching? Dustin literally did what Habib did and basically just ground and pound all his anger out on him. Yeah. He, he was like, Let's talk now. Guillotine wasn't tired. Let's talk now, bitch. It's just. <laughs> That's the thing, like, people don't want to accept literally what can be replayed over and over again, right? Like, they, yeah, he got ground up, he got hit the, he got the mess, like, beat out of him when he was in, when he was in bottom position, and people still are like, oh, yeah, he's won, he won that fight, he got points from the guillotine. Guillotine wasn't tight. That's also, no. like, Dustin's move right there. Like, he knows how yeah. to do that, and he's a black belt. Connor's what, a brown belt? Supposedly. So he he did like it's look I'm Dylan Dennis promoted him. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm only a blue belt, so I don't know shit. Yeah, but from what I could like, it didn't look like like Connor's movement. And I know punches are a factor in there too. Yeah, yeah. But like his guard, like nothing that he was doing look, that's, would that's say to I'm me saying. brown belt. Yeah, it was if anything, it would say to me some level blue. Like, while getting punched. Yeah, yeah. You know, versus, you know, because Damian Maya is a black belt. I mean, what's uh, Mick, Mickey, uh, Mickey Gall? Gall. He, he's a, he was a brown belt when he was fighting in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And when he was in trouble, never saw him look like that. Mm-hmm. Like, Ashton Kutchner is a brown belt. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen him and Craig Jones rolling. <sighs> All right, so anyhow. Wow, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but it's just like he didn't really utilize his jujitsu. If he is a brown belt, I didn't really see much of it. You know, I saw like maybe you're right, blue belt level. Like he went for the guillotine, great, but like he didn't. I, I, I you know, I yeah, you had to account for striking. You had to account for like the sweatiness. You're practically doing no gi, yeah. right? But I mean, when you hear think about it, grappling is grappling. Doesn't matter if it's gi or no gi, it's still grappling. Yeah, right. So I didn't see really much to offer, like, and this isn't to, against Connor, right? This is to, against the casuals. Like, I didn't see anything where he was a threat from the bottom guard. Yeah, maybe the guillotine, and maybe, you know, like at some point, yeah, I I kind of did got worried because the part where I believe Dustin Ward was needed to take that uh, go perpendicular, the cage was in the way. Yeah, which is I guess fine, but like it 
again, Dustin's like a black belt, right? And he the, the guillotine is like his bread. He almost got Habib with the with the guillotine. Yeah, and it was deep. It was like, yeah. He that's a real like guillotine, and like I mean Habib, it's a whole different level, whole different monster. But I mean, I don't know. Connor didn't really like do much for me. Like I could see the same kind of, uh, I guess substance right from watching like a naga match or like basically a local tournament right yeah it it wasn't anything too crazy for me i feel like with connor when he was down he threw some elbows and he threw some up kicks still not enough to say that he was winning from the ground no and it's very rare that anyone is is scoring from bottom yeah so for for the knuckleheads were like, oh well, Connor was winning that round. First off, and, and this isn't the best source, but they're still the ones doing it. Two judges scored a ten eight for Dustin. So it's like, look, man, if Connor was winning from the ground at any point, even if you can argue it, a ten eight round doesn't win that argument for you. I, I don't I don't think it was a ten eight. I'm not a judge though, because I mean when they were standing, Connor was landing some shots, yeah. but so was Dustin. You it know, was, it was pretty neutral standing yeah. up. But then when it went to the ground, I guess Connor had like. But see, that's the thing. Connor had like what, maybe twenty thirty seconds of control, right? After that, mm-hmm. it was like two straight minutes of yeah. Dustin like literally doing unleashing ground and pounds with elbows. Standing up, uh, ground and pounds, all that stuff. I mean, Dustin at one point rattled off nine to twelve straight elbows on Connor, mm-hmm. elbows and punches, mm-hmm. unanswered. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, please tell me where was Connor winning on the ground? Just, you don't get hit nine times in a row. Yeah, and against that a win. This isn't anything against like McGregor whatsoever, right? It's it's more the casual fans who refuse to see that. Like, look, your boy got messed up. Right, he he lost. Uh, for me, in my opinion, he he did lose the first round. Right, maybe it it could have been close at some point. Maybe if Connor did break his ankle, he could have recovered a bit. It would have, but I still would have went ten nine Dustin. Yeah. Right, because he utilized his grappling. He utilized position. I thought it was he did a better job. And when he went to striking, it was pretty neutral. I think it leaned towards Connor actually. Yeah, a bit more, right? Because he's slick, you know. He he's good mm-hmm. at counter punching. If he plays his counter punching game, yeah. But like, and those low kicks were landing. They were doing something about it. Like, yeah. Honestly, Dustin said he checked those kicks. He's like, no, you didn't check it, bro. But like, yeah, he checked like two. Yeah, maybe those other ones. Because you know, going back and rewatching it, those kicks that Connor threw kept it, Dustin from throwing his own kicks now yeah. because he had to readjust. He, and he had nothing. He, he's familiar with it. He did it on Nate Diaz. He did literally five whole rounds of like fucking Nate Diaz legs up, mm-hmm. right? But again, like that was if I were to ratio it, like maybe that was like maybe a minute and a half, and then from there went to the ground, and then Dustin did what he did. He just yeah. did the ground and pound. So, but I don't know. Again, casuals make me upset. Like, it just, yeah, they're it, it, the fact that people are still voting Connor won after the fight. It it's a little upsetting. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the world of TikTok, so I don't. I'm still not familiar with that that grouping of people yet. Old for that stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not you, me. <laughs> like I, I'm going to, cause you no, know, when I go on TikTok, yo, like my TikTok follows are wild. Cause like you know they they feed you whatever you watch. So I watch yeah. a lot of true crime, like horror shit late at night. Yeah, and then like swingers. There are a lot of swingers on TikTok. So, like, I'm always fascinated and, like, the people who talk about their swingers. Like, tell me more. I need to know. Like, <laughs> I just want to know. Like, yeah, I want to be a fly yeah. on the wall or just a camera, whichever or. vicariously through you. Yeah. I'm, like, I don't want to be a swinger. That shit is wild. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't do well with bodily fluids and, like, diseases. Like, <laughs> yeah. not, not saying that if you're a swinger that I you have diseases. I think this goes back no, to our but, first podcast where it's like, hey. You're in a sport where it involves bodily fluids and yeah. rubbing other people. Yeah, but it, it's like it's one of those things where it's like I'm trying to like, like, <laughs> like kill you and shit. Like if I'm like swinging, I'm not like trying to kill nobody. I'm just trying to get off. Yeah, I'm not trying to get oh, off when I'm on the true. mats. I don't think I am. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just out there grappling. I'm not really sure what's going on. I'm on autopilot most of the time, so. I mean, I walk out, I feel relaxed. I mean, yeah, and <laughs> I need a cigarette. Honestly, the... <laughs> you're annoying. <laughs> um, but no, like, at the end of the day, the the whole casuals, and, and I was a casual at one point. I was a heavy casual, but I was also that casual that was trying to understand it, which is why I ended up going to train. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to know, like... I started training because I wanted to start a podcast, but I wanted to know what I was talking about before I started that podcast. Yeah, yeah. Now that I have a podcast, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so it, it kind of like comes full circle. It's so funny because like when I first started, like my whole goal was like self-defense, lose weight. So I didn't know anything too much about UFC entirely. I didn't really learn about it until like maybe like my second or third year doing MMA, right? And then... All of a sudden, like, I, I remember what got me into it. It was watching Buakau, right? He's a Muay Thai um, fighter, Thai fighter, and he's famous for kicking a tree down, mm, okay. right? Gotcha. First of all, those are easy to kick down. They're banana trees, and it's literally just like kicking down leaves wrapped around each other. So, Damn, man, putting the dude on blast like that? It's true. They literally have an event in Thailand where you could kick banana trees and have fun with it. So, but just, just so you know, that tree feels like kicking just, it's actually softer than kicking a bag, right? He just made it look tough. But when I first saw it, I was fooled. I was like, damn, this guy's like, this guy's like a real John claude Van Damme. He really, he really fucking kicked, John claude you know, he kicked a tree on a movie. This guy's doing it on his well, phone. We have two different views on that because I would have seen him like, nope, don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was that. like, well, I didn't, I didn't even think about the, the pain part. I was just like, man, I wanna, I really wanna kick someone down. And now, like, my favorite thing to do is do leg kicks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Breaking down their tree. Because when I have to hold the kick shield for you, and like, I'm holding a fucking kick shield, and this shit still hurts. I'm like, hmm, why does that not feel good? And you do it again. I just got to sit there straight face like. People complain. It's just you, you're protected. I don't know if it's so much of a complaint as much as it's like, damn, dude, like, like you kick hard as shit. It's like then whenever I gotta like kick anything, I'm like, man, I don't even want to fucking try to kick. I can't even kick close as hard. 
And fuck that. I, yeah, I, I feel bad because people look at my kicks, but it's, it's honestly just years and years of like grinding the same technique over and over, same technique, just Ooh, yeah. turning yeah. your hips over and over. I mean, if I, if I did ten years of like doing rear naked chokeholds, my rear naked chokehold better be like black belt level. Yeah, but it's I mean, not. <laughs> like that's what I need to do. Is just fucking, I need to just work on one submission. Just not. Well, it's kind of the Kimura. But, like, even with that, I'm like, eh. The pressure with the Kimura is good, though, I will say. Well, thank you. Like, because it's really the only thing I have. It <laughs> Utilize it more. Well, I do. Well, like, well, when I am able to train. Now, I, I do use the Kimura a lot. Because, I mean, yeah. that is kind of my go-to grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, I really actually haven't even rolled, like, live in a while. Because... Because I've been doing the 7 o'clock class, we really don't get much time to roll. Um, I haven't gone to the Wednesday class in a long time, too. Um, I need to get some kind of action going soon because I'm starting to wither away. And I keep looking at my kid and I think about the fucking Kimura her. She keep acting up. She keep talking back. It's like, Sophie, don't, don't do that. Yeah, but I'm just like, no, no, but I'm just, just don't do it. Yeah, but stop talking back. Like, you're about to get a double wrist lock right now. Like, sit down. Like, but like don't look at me like that. <laughs> Stop stomping. Like, sorry, I'm just, I've got issues. Um, Anyhow, so we just went over, what, three, four? Well, we went over several different um, older UFC fights. And yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of, you know, the whole point was really just to really kind of sit down and just hang out, chill. But also just kind of, you know, reminisce on what, MMA was. <laughs> was back then. Yeah, it was like, what the fuck did I just watch? But overall, it was it was it's really nice to go back and see like the old, the I guess style of UFC, right? Like at first you see it like Street Fighter, where yeah. it's like different styles of fighting in this one area, and you know people utilizing certain skills, and then you see the progression where like by UFC six, everyone's utilizing jujitsu, everyone's utilizing wrestling, everyone's yeah. utilizing some type of striking. Right, it, it's and it was it's really nice to see because like, I mean, um, I mean that's what you want to be honest. You want to be able to. That's what you want in UFC. You, that's what you want in MMA. You want yeah. the mixture of like what's gonna happen. What's what's the strategy gonna be now? And it's it was really fun to honestly drink a little bit and kind of see like, wow, this sucks. But this is what <laughs> this is what made what we have now like i mean it was the beginning this is the evolution of the game where you see again street fighter style where it's like this this versus this mm-hmm. and then eventually everybody's like well we know that this works so let's incorporate this into what we have as well and i mean like looking back at the chemo hoist fight right i mean we saw that he had a half guard he yeah. didn't use the half guard but then i, I don't know how it was back then i don't know if Maybe half guard wasn't even a popular thing at the time. Maybe they were all like, oh, yeah, open guard and butterfly hooks. and Yeah, know, but I don't think at any point, you know, I don't know, because it's now, you know, we're yeah. in 2021. It's like for me, immediately half guard is locked. Yeah. You know, if there's any opportunity, yeah. it's like you clamp down and work from there, either try to get back to full or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. come up and, you know, yeah. take the back. So it's like seeing him in half guard and not locking it down. It's it's mind blowing, right? Because yeah. you know this is the guy who, 
you know, basically introduced BJJ into MMA, combat sports, right? It wasn't, it, he made he made it so evident that like, oh, wow, there's all these types of grappling, there's chokeholds and submissions. But, you know, half guard is basically like something we learn at white belt level, blue belt level, and we find out like later on through our, our progression in, in the belt years. And then we see like the black belt just like abandon it for something and, else yeah just, maybe he's like I don't need this fucking half that guard I'm a white, black belt yeah, I got yeah, other yeah. shit and but then, then he gets like white belt rolled over and it's like wow this is crazy this is you yeah. know it, it's astonishing to see compare what we have now versus back then um I had to take a break in the action there for a second <laughs> heard some weird noises in the house so we had to grab bottles and swords and go upstairs and investigate, um, which is just fucking bonkers. But it just goes to show you the kind of fucking fuckery we get into. Because um, Mark was for sure ready to beat the shit out of somebody. I was ready to stab him. With a proper 12 bottle. <laughs> like, as we were shit talking Connor. <laughs> oh, the irony. Dude, that would have been classic. The police show up, like, so what were you guys recording? We were talking shit about Connor, and you beat someone bloody with a bottle of proper 12. I mean, look, Connor's grappling is trash, but let me tell you, he can he can strike, <laughs> and so can his bottle. Uh, so, um, yeah, I guess kind of on that note, we'll start clearing this one out, because um, uh, it, it's late and like we're like ready to kill people with shit so i think that's nature's way of telling me to take my dumb ass to bed and um let's roll out so um dude thank you again for doing this this is fun you know Uh, i love you absolutely same man this this, This is always a good time to always like you know geek over like fights and everything and just kind of like get different input like but ufc one through ten Oh my gosh. It, it's like, I'm almost wondering now, this might be the last time I really need to go back and watch this. <laughs> I don't know that I ever have to travel. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do 13 through like maybe 25 upcoming just to kind of get it out of my system. Yeah. But I know that 1 through 10, I think, I think I'm done. I'm going to need to do this ever again. It's- like. Yeah, I remember when I first watched it, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, really intense stuff. Now that, you know, you get an idea of, like, what fighting and, you know, what combat sports is now, it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, the mistakes I'm seeing versus, like... Yeah. It's, it's again, it's not... It's, it's hard to say because, like, these guys laid the foundation to what we have now, you know, in the sports entertainment world in terms of combat sports. But my goodness, I love them for bringing us here because that's, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard how they started off and it's hard even, I mean, competing in everything, like doing what we do now. And it's just, you know, I'm thankful for them. But again, it was, it was hard to watch. Yeah. Hard to watch. It's, this is, this is that shit where I watch it. I'm like, ugh. And I think to myself, man, I will beat their asses now. Probably not, though. You know? Like, yeah, I go yeah. in there with, with certain techniques, I know, but I'll probably still get worked out by Tank Abbott. 
Tank Abbott hits like a fucking truck. I don't want to get hit by that dude. And I think he's drunk probably most of the day. <laughs> most of the time he's fighting. Yeah. I, I, I doubt he's ever had a sober fight. <laughs> like, besides when he was like in first grade. And I think that's where the drinking started. He was just like, all right, I guess this is what we do here in whatever <laughs> Huntington Beach. Damn, that's why he's from Huntington Beach. He the original Huntington Beach bad boy. I wonder if he fought Tito. I got, I'm going to look that up. Ooh. I know he fought Frank Mir and got uh, toehold. That's what we were talking about. That he, he, he didn't want no more of that shit. He was like, I'm out of this motherfucker. You guys keep using that pussy ass grappling. Like, I just want to stand and bang. <laughs> All right, bro. But, um, but no, nah, th- this was great. Like, we always have these types of discussions in, in you know, Messenger all the time anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. actually getting to sit down and just talk about it. I know there have been other guests in the past who want to actually sit down and do a similar show like this. And it's like, I just can't. Like the bulk of the time we did this, we were actually watching fights. We were, we were. Like I can't like just have like fights on in the background and have conversation. Fights are on. I want to watch fights. You know, I might crack some jokes, but I want to watch the fights. Ultimately, that's what we're passionate about. So, um, you got any shouts you want to do? Most people don't. So I feel as like as a host, I want to ask. Like you want to shout anything out? Got any matches coming up? And remember, this is going um, out like after a certain date so <laughs> don't shout out your match like this weekend or some shit like yeah we're like i'm gonna be here like no no this, this is weeks later <laughs> like it's coming out weeks later honestly shout outs to ibjjf for returning me my car <laughs> good for them they're just like oh mr williamas it seems like uh you lost your, car. you lost your card so we're returning it to you uh thanks I'm going to need that when I do Worlds for you guys in uh, November. So that's that's when the next big one's going to be is Worlds nice. Masters, which I'm, I'm excited for. The goal is just to medal, honestly. But I'm excited. It's going to be one of my my first big event ever. It's so. fucking huge, dude. I'm like, excited for you. It's, it's I, I'm not going to make the trip to Orlando. I'm, uh, you know, like, I, I love you guys, but, you know, I watch it on flow. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that, like, for that, I will get a Flow account. Like, I've been, like, I've had people offer their Flow account to me. Like, don't do that. Because I'm ignorant. <laughs> like, I watch the fuck out of your account. Like, I'm trying to watch something right now. Yeah, fight me. <laughs> I'll change the passwords on them and shit. <laughs> like, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, I'm a horrible person. But, um, but no, like, I'm, I'm definitely going to tune in for that. Cause yeah, we got, we got a bunch of people from our team going. You know, it's me, Epps, and some other guys from the um, from Elkridge and Owing Mill. So, I'm excited for the crew to go. I'm excited for, you know, at least going out there and representing. So sure. Yeah, but the goal is to just medal and, you know, do what I can. I mean, the team that we have growing in in Severna Park, especially, is just a great representation of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. especially in the area. Yeah, yeah. I, I always talk highly of Jiu-Jitsu in Maryland when I, you know, compare it to, like, other places like California, which is a hotbed for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Um, and the southern states are starting to pick up, like, Texas, Arkansas. They're starting to really pick up, Honestly, too. all those areas are, like, picking, even striking. Yeah. But like, right here, like, over in uh, the East Coast, you know, we're, we're more... I would say um, our striking's, you know, getting there, but like West Coast always had it, in my opinion. They always... Yeah. I think 
you know, with Maryland or the East Coast in, in general with, with grappling? Because, I mean, Pennsylvania and Jersey has always been wrestling heavy. Now they're picking up jiu-jitsu. Maryland's, you know, really carrying jiu-jitsu and, and some wrestling too. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, our gym going down to Worlds and, and representing big is, you know, huge for me just – as a fan of the sport, but also knowing these are my people, like yeah, this is my team going yeah. down there to do this. And I mean, even, even though this is going to be coming out later, you know, we got, um, you know, team traveling down to Orlando yeah. right now. Yeah. Shout out to them. Like Sonia, um, Sarah and Ronnie, you guys. Yeah. Way to represent the team. Like, yeah. honestly, that's, that's important. Like our team needs that. Definitely. I'm going to try to see if I can get actually Ronnie and Sarah on an episode and talk about that experience hopefully soon. But, um, but yeah, definitely, you know, love the representation and love that our team is doing big. So um, big shout out to Crazy 88. Uh, you know, people can say what they want to say, but, you know, it, it, that, that's a team. Yeah. You know, that that's, you know a team that works together and, and, you know, does it big and takes care of each other. So big shout outs. Um, Otherwise, y'all know, as I always like to say, thank you to everyone who's been listening. Uh, Over the last few weeks, especially the numbers have been like growing. So, you know, it, it goes up and down, but the last few weeks it's really been up. So thank you so much. Everyone who's been listening, who continues to listen, um, you know, just it, 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 I've been emotional lately. <laughs> like, I mean, friends ordering me pizzas and sending me mugs and shit, and that shit's hit me in the heart. So, and then seeing people listen to this podcast, that that's big to me as well. So, thank you very much for all of that. Big shout out to Zach over at Student the BJJ. Um, check out the website, check out the Instagram. He also has champions underscore champions. Uh, what is it? Champions underscore keep underscore score. That's Instagram. Keep an eye out for the app. It's a, a training app that he's developing. So I'm really excited about that. So please keep your eyes out for that. Go go follow the Instagram. Get some details and uh, up-to-date info there. Shout out to my good friend Jits Bitch. Uh, she and BJJ Mama sent me a mug that that kind of teared me up a little bit too so i appreciate you ladies thank you so much and shout out to the colompton social club that's my other podcast that gets a little looser than off the mat so give it a listen we appreciate it otherwise love you guys y'all keep listening i'm gonna keep making these podcasts bye see you guys They probably Now let me see his song.